From Smashing the Plateau, I'm David Schreiner-Khan with Going Solo. In this show, we discuss building your own successful business after a late career job loss. When I look back at my own career, there was one golden thread throughout my entire career and all the things I've done. There was always coaching involved. Today on episode 66 of Going Solo, I'm speaking with Ivana Dam. Ivana left a successful corporate career because she wanted to work less and have more control over her life. Instead, she found herself working harder and not necessarily becoming more profitable. She discovered one key strategy that turned her life around. Stay with us to hear all the details. If you'd like to share your story on going solo, please get in touch with me at smashingtheplateau.com. Now, let's welcome Ivana Dam. Ivana is an online business coach who helps driven business owners to double their turnover and not their hours. She has over 25 years of experience in the corporate world within finance, HR, sales, and change management. She started Amaze Yourself as she was done with being a workaholic. Little did she know that every business owner turns into a workaholic. As a recovering workaholic, she now helps driven business owners to work less and earn more. Ivana's book, How to Improve Your Work-Life Balance, 50 Proven Tips, is a good start. Ivana, welcome to the show. Thank you. So glad to have you on. So Ivana, how did you become no longer an employee in the corporate world? Well, it actually, it didn't start overnight. I must be honest. I had the idea of starting my own business for five years. You know, one of those little voices saying in my head, you really need to start coaching because that's what I love to do. But I didn't want to take the step straight away because I thought I knew nothing about being an entrepreneur and how to run my own business. But as a matter of fact, when working in the corporate world, I found it really hard to maintain a normal work-life balance, meaning I felt like I was working day and night. I was long time away from home as well. I had a, a little daughter back then and I decided, you know, this is not the life how I imagined it. I really want to change into having a more healthier work-life balance and doing what I love. And that's when I took the plunge. I handed in my notice and I started my own business. Mm. And you're in the Netherlands. I am right now, yes. yes. Back then I was in London. Okay. Because one, one of the things that may or may not impact how people make the transition if they desire to do so from employment to entrepreneurship might have to do with the rules around employment, which in the USA, depending upon where you live in the USA, very often it's um, called employment at will, which means either party can terminate the relationship without any prior notice. So people very often find themselves unemployed quite suddenly. Mm -hmm. And often it's not because of their performance. There are other factors that can, can very often trigger a job termination, but that is often tr the trigger for somebody who is fairly senior, who's thought about going out on his or her own to actually pursue it with vigor once they become unemployed. Yes. You know, I worked in the U.S. and some of my colleagues got that notice and I thought it was horrible. It can be so shocking. So, you know, I've experienced it happen from close by and I think it's always a good thing to pursue something you're passionate about 
And when I help clients, it's often that they already know what they want to do. You know, the things that, that you really excel at, the things that come so naturally to you. And when I look back in my own career, there was one golden thread throughout my entire career and all the things I've done. There was always coaching involved. So I think whenever you're faced with that experience that you all of a sudden get your notice, I would surely recommend to see what has been the golden thread in my career, what has been always there and what do I excel at. And that would be a good starting point to start your own business. Yeah, I like the way you describe it as a golden thread. Yeah, I think we all have it. And some people, they might be listening and thinking, no, I don't have it. But if you start writing down what's the one thing that you keep seeing coming back in your jobs throughout your entire career, there's always something there. And I've seen it over and over again. But sometimes it's not that obvious. I mean, I was in change management and then coaching might be more, you know, something you would see. But when I was in HR, it might be less so because I was consulting to HR. But there's always this thing that you keep doing because you simply, you love it. So you always attract it into your job. Yeah, I know in my case, um, I've discovered what I think is one of the, one of the golden threads by asking other people for mm. their for their feedback on on what has been the biggest benefit to working with me whether it's you know in my business now or when I was an employee earlier in my career and you're right it it isn't necessarily something that I would have thought about putting on a resume and what what, what was the golden thread people gave back to you listening <laughs> Well, you're for sure very good at that and using it today still. Yeah, you can't really be a good podcaster unless you're unless you're a good listener. But yeah, this this was way earlier in my career. And um, you're totally right that there is a golden thread. So in your case, you made the transition. What happened when you first became an entrepreneur? Well, I would love to say that everything... <laughs> Everything skyrocketed, but unfortunately it didn't. I started um, with an online program and I made one of the biggest mistakes I think every starting entrepreneur can make is that I built an entire program online on a website with everything without speaking to a client. So I thought this was it. I built it and then I sold it to some of my former colleagues because it was all about work-life balance. But obviously because I didn't test it and I didn't didn't do a beta run with actual clients in it, it was far from perfect. So in itself, there's nothing wrong with some launching something that's far from perfect because you will, you know, make it better over time. But it was just a waste of time looking back because it took me three months, three months without, you know, contacting clients, doing nothing else than building it. Uh, whereas if I would have engaged with clients straight away, would have asked them if they would be interested and then build it with them, that would have been much more beneficial and more to the point for what clients wanted. Right. And I'm gathering from what we discussed earlier, you were probably working quite hard for those three months. I did, yes. It's it's another one of the the big mistakes. I left the corporate world because I didn't want to work day and night. And then when I started my own company, guess what? 
I work day and night. It's, I think it's something I see a lot of entrepreneurs do because they say, well, it's all just me. In the beginning, especially, I need to take everything on. I need to do everything. And that's where I see it go wrong. And that's why I now focus on helping those entrepreneurs. So in hindsight, what have you learned about how to go from a corporate employee to uh, an entrepreneur, particularly a solo consultant or coach where you have not only control over what you do with your time, but you're working less and you're earning enough money? Well, the one thing that I've really learned that makes all the difference is to focus. It's really focusing on one thing that you're great at, focusing on a specific client you want to work with, and really doing everything you can to market that product or that service and to get customers for it. Everything else will come at a later stage, but focus first and say no to all the rest. And then things will start to roll so much quicker. And before you know it, you've got an entire team working for you, but first focus. Mm -hmm. And did you reach a point where you started to focus and started to say no to everything else? Yes, yes. And it was such a, a liberating feeling, I can tell you. And it's so nice to really take back that control because that is it. Sometimes we feel we hold on to control by not delegating. It's something you may have heard often. No, no, I need to do it myself. But it's actually by delegating it to the right quality people that you take back control when you get doing what you're really great at. And that makes all the difference. So, Ivana, what did you focus on? I focused on becoming a high-end coach for busy, driven entrepreneurs and really making them, you know, skill their business, making it more profitable and giving them back time. Mm -hmm. And can you describe that one client? Yes, I think we all know it. It's that one, that entrepreneur that's really good at what he or she does. And because he's so good at it, he gets many, many clients. So to be able to, to cope with questions, he works literally a lot. He works weekends, he works nights. And even though he's running a good business, he doesn't make the money he was envisioning he would make. But because he's so busy, he doesn't know what else to do. And he feels kind of trapped because, you know, this business is his life. So he doesn't want to give up. But yet again, he also knows that he can't continue like this because his, his relationships are under pressure. He might drink a bit too much, you know. It's not that healthy. He gives up on his health. He may eat too much, gain a bit of weight. So he's like, what can I do to change it? Because I, want, I don't want to run my business like this, but I don't know how else. And that's where I step in. And often we start by saying no and scaling back before we can scale up. Which is probably a scary thing to do. Mm. It is very scary. And that's why I come in because, you know, it's not that I'm telling something that's new. They already know that that's what needs to happen. But when you are so into your business and when you just, you know, it's it's your life, it's very hard to to take tough decisions as saying goodbye to several clients that don't really fit your perfect description to stop selling certain servers because you know you're not that good at it and you're just doing it to pay the rent. 
it's often very hard to start saying no and making those tough calls, but it is very rewarding when it when it really works out. Mm. So what did you say no to? I said no to several, how do you call it, franchise. I was working with other coaches. One was a, a career coaching company I was part of, and the other was a business coaching company I was part of. So it wasn't my own company. I was just one of the coaches in there. And I said goodbye to both those engagements. And that was a, a large part of what I normally did but I decided I I really wanted to get my focus back and get some control back. Mm-hmm. And how much of your revenue was it that you had to say no to? I would say 75%. Whoa. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> how did you feel when you made that decision? The funny thing is, because you don't, I didn't take that decision overnight. It took me quite a while. And then when I, when I, did finally, you know, communicate the decision. At first I felt relieved and then I felt kind of lost because I had been so long doing that. And you need to build back your confidence as well. But looking back, it was the right decision. And and yeah, I'm so glad that I did it back then. Ivana, how long did it take you before you were able to regain that revenue? Quite quickly, to be honest, because when you focus and you do nothing else, you know, this is all you do. So it is so much clearer in your marketing. It's so much clearer in your messaging. It is so much clearer when you speak to people, this is it and nothing else. So there's no more confusion. And it's such a um, a liberating thing to do it all just for you as well. My business skyrocketed in no time. Mm. And Were you doing this? What kind of support did you have in getting through this transition? Because one of the things that happens when you say no to something that's such a big portion of your time and your income, it can be quite disconcerting. Yes. Right. And um, even when we have support, it still knocks us for a loop. Yeah. Yeah. what, What kind of support did you have as you were going through it that was helpful? I had an amazing coach and I had an amazing team that were backing me up. And also I had a very supportive network around me that also really, really helped. But the coach was the one, you know, and that's why I love coaching that pushed me through. Right. So you experienced firsthand how it can really be transformative. Yes. And I guess in some ways enables you to do an even better job in something you were already doing by coaching others through similar circumstances. Yes. Yeah. What are some of the, I guess, looking back on high achieving professionals that are in the corporate world that are going through the transition and starting their own business, that first step can be quite challenging. Mm -hmm. What are some examples of people that you know that have actually, by, by being able to focus really quickly have been able to get their business off the ground and gain success at a much faster rate than most people do? Well, immediately some of my clients come to mind. And I think we already spoke about the golden thread. That's something to look into. And the other thing I would always advise people, you know, the high achievers and the seniors when when they start on their own is, is look into your strengths. Because one of the the things most entrepreneurs fear, whether it's knowingly or unknowingly, is the need to get out there and to say how brilliant you are. And especially when you come from a corporate background, 
you may or you may not have um, been exposed to, you know, showcasing your true talent and really branding it and marketing it and, and, you know, selling it, so to say. And to make that transition more easy is when you know your personal strengths. And when you know your personal strengths, then you can really build your business onto that strength. And when you then focus things really take off very quickly. So I had a couple of clients that really did that, looking into their strength and what they were really good at and what, what they love to do. And they really turned their business around quite quickly and making it profitable already in the first year, which you not always see. Yeah, it, uh, if you can become profitable in the first year, you're doing well. Yes. <laughs> what kinds of businesses were they in? various businesses one is a and it was actually a really funny story she is in garden design not something you see on a regular basis and when i helped her to transition i still remember that she was you know looking into what was her interest and what she wanted to pursue and then um I gave her some homework and then she was very excited to to explore this further. And then all of a sudden she gave me a call and she started crying and she said, I'm so miserable. The assignment you gave me, it's really hell and I don't want to do this anymore. And I was quite shocked because when we finished the last coaching session, she was really happy. And then I said, but why? You know, she's like, oh, I don't want to do this. I really hate it. And I said, so what do you want to do? And she said, out of the blue, I want to just design gardens. It's what I've always wanted. And now she's got a business that's flourishing. And um, that's one example. I've helped quite a few coaches. I helped somebody who started two companies, one as a, um, a scrum master in change management. And the other is he also loves to cook. So he cooks. He's a, how do you call it? A chef. So you can, you know, hire him for a team event or he can come to your house and and cook an exquisite meal just for like six people. And um, he keeps sending me these updates and also the pictures of the meals he's making. And yeah, he's doing really well. So during daytime, he's got his, his change management consultancy firm. And then now and again in the weekends, he, he cooks. So it's just what really works for people. Yeah, I've got many other stories, but it's, I think it's just amazing to see how it really can work out. Yeah. Ivana, given the, the circumstances we're in this year with mm -hmm. um, really significant disruption to people's lives, the health and welfare of many people we know, and the worldwide economic disruption, where do you see the best opportunities in trying to make a transition right now from employment to entrepreneurship? I think the, the best opportunities is, there are a couple of opportunities, so to say. There's always that one thing that annoys you and that you think you can do better. Let's say that you have been in a thousand Zoom meetings and you always really hated how those team sessions on Zoom take place and you know a better way. That could be an opportunity. Or that you are a very organized person yourself and you see so many unorganized homes and you can do nothing better to organize them. I think we often think too difficult in opportunities. An opportunity is there are plenty. 
it's just a combination of what do you love to do? What do you see is there and where can you jump into? And yes, maybe a lot of things now have to do be done online instead of face to face, but there's, there's so many possibilities and it's just for you to, to look for them and to take action. And guess what? If it doesn't work out, you move on to the next. Yeah. I love the way you describe this. And, um, and it's clear that, that, you're thinking about this with a very abundant mindset, which is really important when you're trying to pursue opportunities. And it's important for those of us that are entrepreneurs. I totally think so. Yes. And I think that's one of the the strengths or the skills you need to have as an entrepreneur. You need to really think in abundance, in win-win, because otherwise you're going to put yourself down. You're going to talk yourself out of it. Absolutely. Ivana, how long has it been since you had this turnaround in your own business? I think it's about two years now. So yeah, I'm really happy with it. Sounds great. And and where would you like things to go? <laughs> My dream is to have an even bigger team working for me and, and having group and online programs and doing some, you know, one-on-one coaching myself with a specific group of people. That's That's where I see myself going. And to be honest, it's going to end on a very sunny island as well. Oh, sounds great. <laughs> Yvonne, if somebody wants to go deeper with what you share today or learn more or access, access any resources you have, where is the best place for them to go? My website is the best. It's um, amaze yourself. So amaze and a hyphen yourself.com. You can get some free downloads on how to do more in less time. And I've also written a book, which is called How to Improve Your Work-Life Balance with 50 Proven Tips. Ivana, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today on Going Solo and share your experiences and your insights. My guest today has been business coach at Amaze Yourself, Ivana Dam. Thank you again, Ivana, for joining us. It was my pleasure. Thank you, David, for having me. When you visit the Going Solo website, you'll find a summary of each episode, along with the links we mentioned on the show. Today, we learned how to recover from workaholism and much more. If you'd like to share your story on going solo, please get in touch with me at smashingtheplateau.com. Please share this episode with friends and colleagues to help them learn how to build a successful business after a late career job loss. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. I'll see you on our next episode.